0: I got some things I want to say about vision before I get talking about what we as a church are going to be accomplishing this year. And I want to talk to you about the power of vision. I, I, I think one of the greatest visuals I could give you is if you're driving a car. And of course, if you notice the size of your windshield, it's big, right? right. It's massive, isn't it? And then if you notice the size of your rear view view mirror, it's tiny in comparison. That tells me we need to make sure we have more vision for our future than we do our past. Amen? Try driving a car. by driving, looking in your rear view mirror. You're not gonna go forwards very successfully. And I wanna say to you, you gotta make sure you're not living in the past of what happened yesterday or last year. You gotta make sure you got a clear vision and there's nothing obstructing the view of your vision. I've learned a few things about vision. Number one, vision saves others and yourself. If your vision is just about you, You are in danger of making everything about you. The Bible says, where there is no vision, people perish. And I think it's so important that everybody has vision, but that vision isn't just about what you can accomplish, but that vision has got others in mind. Without a vision, the Bible says people perish. And I want to encourage everyone to make sure, yes, we've got to have goals. Yes, we've got to have vision. But that vision had better be more than just to be blessed. If it's blessed to be a blessing, we're getting it. Can you say amen? Number two, vision has restraints. I love it says in the King James, where there is no vision, people cast off restraint. Actually, I think it says where there's no ongoing revelation, people cast off restraint. In other words, vision has restraints. With vision, you can't do anything and you can't do everything. You're actually getting laser focused on what are these you believe God's called you to do, why God's put you on planet earth and it better involve the kingdom of God. Can anybody say amen? And you got to wear the restraint of that vision. I thank God for the, the the multiplication of churches in Hampton Roads, and there are some great churches in Hampton Roads. Who can say Amen to that? I I, I think of many of my pastor friends right here in Hampton Roads, and I thank God for them. And one of the things I encourage people to do, whatever church you're in, wear the restraint of that vision. Amen. So if you know if you're in First Baptist I met the pastor I saw him just this week over there in Norfolk and he's a great guy and that church has a vision the people in that church need to wear the restraint of that vision Amen if you call wave church your home then I believe we should be wearing the restraint of the vision of Wave Church. Why does Wave Church exist? To get heaven to party, to bring people into a saving knowledge of Jesus Christ, to make disciples and help people to become followers of Jesus Christ. That's the vision. Amen? It's not hard, is it? Number three, all great God vision is written down. Habakkuk chapter two, verse two, then the Lord replied, write down the vision or write down the revelation. Make it plain on tablets that the herald may run with it. For the revelation awaits an appointed time. It speaks of the end and it will not prove false. Though it linger, wait for it. It certainly will come and it will not delay. I wanna ask you this morning, look at me now. As we talk about the vision of Wave Church, and let me tell you, we have vision for this church. I wanna ask you, how many of you have got a written down vision for your life? In every area, the Bible says any God vision is something that you write down. You actually begin to laser tune it. You begin to really fine tune it. I know for me, two years ago, two and a half years ago maybe, I decided I gotta get a vision for my health, and I'm to this day, four days a week in the gym. There's some days I hate going to the gym, but I gotta tell you, I write down goals of what I wanna see, what I wanna weigh, how healthy I wanna be, and you gotta make sure you've got something that is written down. Sharon and I had vision for our kids. We still do, but they're all grown and married themselves now, but we had a vision as we were parents that our kids would love God they would love God's house and they, we would set them up and empower them to answer God's calling on their life. Our vision was not that all of them would be working in the church, full-time ministry in that regard. Our vision was they'd love God. Number two, they'd love God's house, whatever they did. And number three, they actually, we set them up to fulfill God's plan for their life. That's a vision. We had it written down. Are you hearing me? When it comes to your finances, when it comes to your life and what you believe God's called you to do, I wanna encourage you, listen to me, have it written down. Number four, vision is plain. I love what it says here. Write the vision, make it plain. If you're still trying to explain to me your vision 30 minutes after you start it, it ain't plain, amen? It's gotta be something that is clear that is plain. I mean, Wave Church, we exist to get heaven to party. You couldn't get any clearer or any plainer than that. And I want to encourage you, it's not how many paragraphs and how deep and complicated it is, it's how plain is it? Make it plain. And if you haven't yet crystallized it and put it in what I think is what's a pregnant sentence, you need to keep fine-tuning that. Write it down. Make it plain. But look at this. So vision is something you can run with. Look what it says. Make it plain on tablets that a herald may run with it. In other words, vision that's out there, it speaks to the end, but it's something you can do today that's going to get you to that vision and you're taking steps toward the vision. And I've met so many people who are so good at vision out there in 20 years. One day I believe I'm going to be a millionaire for the kingdom of God. You'll never get me disagreeing with that prayer if you want to be blessed to be a person that's resourcing the kingdom of God. But what are you doing today that's going to get you there? It's got to be something that you can run with. There's got to be some steps you can take that's going to move you toward that vision. I remember when I was going to the gym years and years ago, I had this personal trainer and he looked at me, and this is back in the day when I weighed 220, 230 pounds. And he said to me, Steve, I think if you really got a vision for it, you can weigh 180 pounds. And I looked at him, I said, I haven't weighed that weight since I was in high school. The thought of me ever weighing that weight ever has never crossed my mind. But I gotta tell you, it got under my skin. It made me think, I mean, he really thinks I could do this. I don't think I can. I don't even see a way forward for that. But it actually did get me thinking, well, I'm gonna begin to take steps. And I've realized that your eating habits actually have to work with an exercise program. And I was doing one or the other, but when I began to put the two together and wore the restraint of my vision, and you gotta know, Cheryl and I were just in Amsterdam, and all the bakeries in Amsterdam, I cannot tell you how good they are. I stopped at every bakery and looked in and drooled, but never once did I not that I never once did I compromise and I went, as much as I want to eat this, I'm not gonna do it because I'm wearing the restraint of my vision. Well, today I don't weigh 180 pounds, but I'm about 182, praise the Lord, and I'm getting there. But here's the thought, I had the vision out there, but there had to be something I could do today that's gonna move me toward that. Are you catching this? Amen. In other words, vision is something you can run with. There's something tangibly you can do that's gonna create what I call baby steps that's gonna move you toward your vision. Praise the Lord. Listen to this one. Number six, vision speaks. Just some things I've learned about vision in my life. It says, so that the herald may run with it. Who's the herald? The person that's proclaiming, the person that's speaking. And I want to tell you, vision talks. It's not just something you just put in your heart. Matter of fact, the the whole foundation for salvation in Romans, the Bible says, if you believe in your heart and confess with your mouth, so it 's not enough just to believe in your heart you 've got to speak it so our lips listen to this seal our salvation you 've got to speak it out it 's not enough just to believe it in your heart you 've got to speak it. Can I tell you vision speaks vision talks vision is bold vision proclaims. I remember I said to the I remember Tommy Barnett came to our church and he said, "Steve, has anybody ever given you a check for a million dollars and I kind of didn't really know how to answer it because no one had actually given a literal check for a million dollars. But somebody had given maybe the equivalent of even more than that over time and written checks that were more than that, but not one over a million dollars at that time. And he goes, you will see it. And I'll never forget the day that one business person came to me and goes, you can never say again, no one's ever written you a check for a million dollars. And he handed me a check for way over a million dollars. Can I tell you, that vision talks. Amen. Can you say amen? I remember at that same time, Sharon was believing God. We don't talk a lot about this. But Sharon was believing God to buy a couple of homes for for single mums and mums who were you know, raising families and, and she was burdened because some of these mothers were kind of abused and in dangerous situation by maybe a relationship of a marriage of a husband or maybe some, some person that was really creating a lot of difficulty for them and, we want, and they had nowhere to go. They had no means to move away from that situation. And then we were talking about that and the same person in that context said, now listen, I want you to go buy a couple of homes for these women. We want to give them a place to stay. Praise God. How'd that happen? Vision speaks. I want to tell you, you got you, to, what am I trying to say? Faith takes expression in words and you've got to make sure your words are taking you to where you want to go. Come on, somebody say amen. But here's the next thing I've learned about vision. You're not going to like this one. All the other stuff you love, you're not going to like this one. Vision lingers Vision lingers, though it lingers, wait for it, it will come. This is the thought for me when I think about vision. When it says vision lingers, it usually means that vision doesn't have a second hand on the watch. If you're looking at your watch wanting to see the second hand move to get you there, vision is going to linger. It's going to be out there. It's got, to be, it's got to be a God vision. If you could achieve this by yourself, you don't need God. A God vision is something without God, you couldn't do it. It's got, to be, it's got to be a vision. And usually when it's that big, it's going to be between where you are and where you want to go, there's going to be a gap. There's going to be some time. Amen. And I love that scripture. It says, faith Without patience, it says we inherit the promises of God through faith and patience. Oh, I've met some people who've got wonderful vision and faith for the future, but they have no patience. But I sure have met some people who have so much patience they've lost sight of their vision. And I want to encourage you, if you've got a God vision, it's going to linger, amen. But listen to this, number eight. Vision has an end in mind. Listen to what it says. It speaks, Habakkuk 2. It speaks to the end. Vision talks. And what does it talk about? The end. It talks about what it is that you have got that God vision for in your life. And it speaks to the end. Come on, somebody, say amen. Let me tell you, what I believe for, for us as Wave Church, we are called to shake 757. We're here to lift up the name of Jesus, and we're not the only church. We're not us four and no more. I want to be that kind of church that so many people are getting saved and added to the kingdom that when Jesus called, called the disciples and said, throw out your nets, they caught so many fish, they couldn't handle it. The Bible says it was breaking the nets. The Bible says it was sinking the boat, and they had to call upon other boats. And I want to be that kind of church that provokes the kingdom of God and churches that we've got net breaking, boat sinking, abundance of people getting saved. We're calling other churches. Come on, let's bring in the harvest. Amen. Vision speaks to the end. Listen to this one, number 10. Vision sees. I love this one. Genesis 15, verse five. God speaking to Abram in his old age, you're gonna have a son. You're going to have the son and you're going to be the father of many nations. You will have more children than you can count the stars. And look what God says. God is trying to help Abram understand what this looks like. And he says, he took him outside. I love that thought about getting outside. And he said, look up at the sky and count the stars if indeed you can count them. And then he said, so shall your offspring be. Sometimes you just got to get out of the confines of walls and ceilings. And sometimes you just got to get outside and you got to remind yourself of the promise of God. And God says, Abram, every time you go outside, you just look up and look at the stars and that is gonna be your offspring. Can I tell you, I remember the day that we opened this building here, what we call Wave Church, Wave Convention Center and I remember we, I stood out the front with my son Josh and Josh, this was in 2008 and I'll never forget, Josh looked at the building and says, Dad, look at this. Isn't this amazing? What a beautiful building. What an amazing church and this is what he said. Dad, who would have ever dreamt this day? And I looked at him and went, me? (laughs) We wouldn't have this if I didn't dream it. If it wasn't, and don't get me wrong, I'm not taking it. It was a God-given vision. And I want to tell you, vision sees. What do you see? (laughs) Listen to this one. You ever felt like, well, I I would have achieved my vision, but, you know, somebody ripped me off. You ever heard that story? Somebody took advantage of me. Something happened. I went bankrupt or, you know, I got divorced or I just had all all sorts, you know, I just didn't do well in college and I I, I got robbed of my opportunities and someone was always better than me. I want to tell you this. Vision is never at the mercy of dishonest men. I want you to hear this. If it's a God vision, no man can stop it. Can you say amen? If it's a God vision, no one can stop what God is going to achieve. Think of what God says. God says in Revelation, he goes, I hold the keys of David. And he says, what I open, no man can shut. And what I shut, no man can open. You need to hear this today for the vision that God has, that God's given you for your life, that your vision is not at the mercy of corrupt, deceitful, dishonest people. Your vision cannot be hijacked. It can be sidetracked. Amen. This is what God says. He puts before you an open door and you can go into the door and you can go back out of the door. Hey, you can miss the door, amen? But God's got an open door. I wanna show you what this looks like in Genesis 31. This is a great story of Jacob being ripped off by his father-in-law. His father-in-law's name was Laban. Laban, Jacob fell in love with this beautiful girl and he said to this man, I, I, I love your daughter, I wanna marry your daughter. And the, father, the dad said, sure, work for me seven years. And so Jacob, by the way, some of you need to hear this. If this man loved this girl so much, he was willing to wait seven years to marry her. Some of us, we, we just get so impulsive, we got to do it now. And we don't take the time to get to know the real person. I just think there's a great lesson. Side note, by the way. And so um, here, where am I going? I'm he, and, and, but, but then on the wedding day, here comes the bride. And it's not the one he wants to marry. It's the other sister. And, and he goes, that's not the one. Well, well you, oh, you want her. Oh, that'll be another seven years. How good was this girl that he was willing to wait 14 years? I'm thinking, what, what was going on with this girl? So great was his love for the girl he wanted. To, he agreed. But then he says, hey, I need to move on. I need to find myself. I want to move forwards. And so they come to this deal. I've given you 14 years of my life. I've married both your daughters. Now, how about we work out some sort of equal distribution of inheritance? So Laban's going to mess him up. This is the story, Genesis 31. You know that I've worked for your father with all my strength. I love that. With all my strength. I didn't give him half hearted I I work for your dad with all my strength. There's a great lesson for anybody who's got a job. Give it your best. Work hard. Amen. And you're not working for your boss. You're working for the Lord. Work hard. Yet your father has cheated me by changing my wages. Listen to this. Ten times. (laughs) However, God has not allowed him to harm me. If he said the speckled ones will be your wages, then all the flocks give birth to speckled young. And if he said the street ones will be your wages, then all the flocks bore street young. So God has taken away your father's livestock and he's given it to me. Watch what he says. In breeding season, I once had a dream. I got a vision. In breeding season, I had a vision. I love this. Is anybody catching this? And when I looked up, I saw the male goats were mating with the flock that were streaked, speckled, or spotted. And the angel of God said to me in this vision, Jacob... I answered, "Here am I." And he said, "Look up and see all the male goats mating with the flock that are streaked, speckled, or spotted. For I have seen all that Laban has been doing to you. Don't tell me you're at the mercy of a corrupt, cheating person. If God's given you a dream, come on, somebody. I want you to look. I want you to listen. What I wrote in my notes." This is the Steve Kelly application of that verse. There will always be parasites and blood-sucking leeches that will try to attach itself to your vision. It's, it's inevitable. The bigger, the greater, the clearer, the stronger, the more definitive, the closer you get to achieving what it is God's given you a dream for. There'll always be some people trying to attach themselves to try and ride your coat train. <laughs> All right, there's probably a politer way of saying that. (laughs) Number 12, listen to this. Vision sees beyond what's in plain sight. And that's my last thought, and I wanna share some things about what I see for us this next 12 months. And let me just say this. When I say vision sees beyond what it sees in the natural, look at this verse. I love this in Joshua chapter six, I think it is, in verse one. Now the gates of Jericho were securely barred because of the Israelites. Look what it says. No one came in and no one went out. Did you see that? No one. And the Lord said to Joshua, see, I've delivered Jericho into your hands along with the king and its fighting men. Now that's one thing for God to say that. See, I've given you the city of Jericho. But look at verse one. What did Joshua see? Put it up. The gates of Jericho were secured and barred because of the children of Israel, because they had a vision, because God had a dream for them. I'm gonna give you a land with milk and honey. I'm gonna give you the promised land and Jericho is gonna be it. Number one, here we go. Are you ready? And it says, because they knew The Israelites are coming. This was no ordinary city. The walls of Jericho were tall and thick, impenetrable. And it says, and they knew they were coming, so they even made it more secure. And now God says, see, I've given you the city. Vision sees beyond what you see in the natural. I got to tell you, I've, I, I don't think I've ever once adequately expressed this, but this is how my faith works. I think sometimes what I see in the natural drives me to faith. And actually it's those things that I see in the natural that compel me, that I can't afford to just live in a three-dimensional world. I've got to believe God to live in the world of visions and dreams and what God sees, and I want to see what he sees. I love the Re- revelation that says, pray that God would anoint your eyes with eyeself that you may see. God, don't let me just see what's in the natural, but let me see what you see. I don't just want to see the rose looking you know, hard and tough and just hard to break through. I want to see Hampton Roads as you see it, the blood of Jesus all over Hampton Roads. I want to see the church full and alive and healthy and growing. Come on, somebody, what do you see? See, so God's given me a strategy for the next three to five years, and I'll share more on that later, and we'll share a little bit about that in different financial leadership Environments and with church leaders. But I wanna go through what we have seen happen last year in 2023. Throw this screen up here and I wanna just draw attention to some statistics here of what happened in Watoto. Because of our partnership with Watoto, which is a wonderful, I don't know how to describe it, church, uh, complex, orphanage, multiple campuses, all over Uganda, and frankly, not just in Uganda, but around Africa. And we have found these couple, Gary and Marilyn Skinner, who were the founders of this, and now they've handed over to a young man whose name is. Julius, who is nothing short of an amazing, incredible Ugandan that's now taking this ministry even greater forwards than anything before. I'm hoping we'll get Wutoto to come back with us now that COVID is finally over and they can bring out the children's choirs and we can see again. And we've had teams go to Uganda through our partnership with Wutoto this last 12 months, 6,650 women were equipped to start their own businesses right there in Uganda. That's what we made happen. Sixty-nine schools partnered with thousands kept in school. Look at this. Sixty-nine schools partnered with thousands kept in school. One thousand students graduated from that school last year. And look at this one. 1 Sixteen hundred babies were rescued. Look what we did. Look over here. Look what happened with, I think the next one here is this... Um, 821, am I looking at that right? Yeah. And so 110,000 minors were reached with awareness of prevention and education. The whole idea of what we're doing with. Anti- like human trafficking and helping people understand and bring awareness to the danger of that. That's what 110,000, 1,497 frontline professionals were trained to work with rescuing people and helping people. And look at this one, 82 trafficking services came into care. Come on, somebody. That's last year. Look what happened with Convoy of Hope. five hundred and thirty. come on, children fed in 34 countries. Don't tell me we can't make a difference. (laughs) Ask of me, says the Lord, and I'll give you nations. Oh, that's worth praising God for. 34,000 women and girls were empowered with convoy of home. 75 disasters responded around the world. That's our partnership. That's what we do through legacy when we give. Come on, has anybody got a vision? 25,000 farmers were trained into sustainable practices. It's one of the things I love about Convoy of Hope. They're not just giving people handouts, they're giving people hand up. And they're teaching people how to actually create sustainability where they live. We're teaching them. Look what happened online. Last year in Wave Church, just for our online, 733 people made decisions online just by watching online. Let's welcome our online audience. Come on. Last year, we reached 100,000 people online. Last year, different people. That's, by the way, computers. That's what we know in terms of addresses. How many people are watching? We'll never know. Look at it here. Thirty. 600 YouTube subscribers are subscribed to Wave Church on YouTube. 3,600 people. And look at this one. 2,400 are watching Wave Online subscribers through an app. That's 6,000 people, if you like, a week that are tuning in to Wave Church through our online ministry. Come on, that's worth giving God praise for. And look what it says there, 44 states in 28 countries. Next year, this year, I want to see all of the states of the United States. And I want to see that statistic go from 28 countries. I'd like to think we're in at least 50 countries. Can you say amen? Have a look at the next graphic here for a moment. And let's talk about this. This is what we've done as a church in Wave Church. 350 meals were distributed. This is with uh, Wave City Care. 350 meals distributed for Thanksgiving. 15 families receive groceries every month. Not just we come by once and here, but ongoing regular support helping those families every month 640 children and there were 1280 gifts given for our Christmas outreach children that otherwise would not have got a Christmas gift come on We were equipping and empowering over 200 churches through our Wave Collective. 200 churches that we've been ministering to last year. We could name every one of them. Of churches we've helped to go on to do, keep doing bigger and better things in Jesus' name. 419 people were baptized across Wave Church. 3,241 people made decisions for Christ in our services as well as the online decisions. And then 177 community groups with 2,346 people in community groups every week. That's what Wave Church has been doing. The final statistic I wanna show you is our finances last year. If you look at our total revenue across Wave Church, our total revenue was 10910728 that's amazing, isn't it? That's the top, just under a $11 million came. By the way, every year we get an audit done with auditors that give us, what's it called, Joe, now? It's a new word. Used to be an unqualified. What's it called? Unmodified. It's a much better word. Unmodified. In other words, a gap, full gap audit I want you to know that we can account for everything that comes in and we can account for everything that goes out. Not just, hey, trust us, but we have auditors. Is it Goodman and Associates? It's changed names again. They keep getting bought out by each other. But it was the largest auditing firm in the state of Virginia. We don't have to do that. We choose to do that. We want you to know that everything we can do, you can account for it. And there is a breakdown of the expenses. And there it is right there. The breakdown of the expenses, ministry, missions and services and outreach and personnel speaks to 74% of the money is going into ministry, into missions and reaching people and helping people come into the kingdom of God. 24%, is that right? No, 39% is our facilities. And of course, you gotta think about, is that right? 39%. It should be 24. See, I thought it was 24. That graphic is wrong. Praise the Lord. So that's wrong. It's 26% because 74, and Joe, I'm not good at math. See, I looked at the 74 and said the right amount. But then I looked up on the screen and went, oh, Praise the Lord. So we'll have that corrected for next Sunday. Praise the Lord. So 24%, and that's a good statistic. And by the way, that's all of our facilities. That's not just here. That's every campus of everything we have, and I think that is a good distribution of where our money comes from, a good accounting, and a good explanation of where it goes. Why don't we give the Lord a hand for that? I'm going to ask Michaela real quick. Where are you? Michaela, come up here for a minute because Wave City Care, just something you said you would love to encourage people to get involved in what we're doing in Wave City Care. One of the things you really want to do is make sure we're making further inroads into elderly homes. Is that right? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. And But you also want to encourage people to sign up for some other stuff. So tell us about that. Yeah, absolutely. So in 2023, we relaunched our food distribution program where we give monthly to families in the Hampton Roads community. And we also started our nursing home ministry where we visit um, monthly with residents of a nearby nursing home. But one of the, our biggest programs that we do that I'm so excited about Shine Girl and Manpower. Um, We partner with a lot of local middle schools and elementary schools in the area. Um, There's actually 15 middle schools in Virginia Beach and I'd love to see us in every single one of them eventually. So that's one of our big goals that we have, but we can't do it without volunteers and without people that are dedicated to serving and pouring into these kids and just making a lasting impact. So um, if you're interested in that, I will actually be at the info desk after this service if you want to visit, or you can check our website, uh, wavecitycare.com. All right. So this is how it works. Some of you are saying, thank you, Michaela. She's amazing, by the way. She has just rocked Wave City Care. She's done an amazing job. Here's Here's how vision works. Look at me, listen to me. Some of you are going, Steve, I don't know what God's vision for my life is. Can I tell you, one of the best ways to begin to discover it is start serving a God vision. And maybe the way for you to get busy in finding out what your vision for your life is, is actually getting involved in Wave City Care. See, the Bible says, commit your works to the Lord and your thoughts will be established. It's not until you start doing something that your thinking gets established. So you've got to get on the momentum. You've got to get moving. You've got to get out of just, you know, someday aisle. And you've got to start serving somewhere. And as you start serving, then vision for your life comes by being in a visionary environment. That's, that's gold right there. Just write that down. Amen. I love this thought that God gave me last year. Ask of me and I will give you nations as an inheritance. This year, we are continuing to work in Russia, in the orphanage in Russia. This year, we're continuing to work in Africa. We are continuing to work in Israel. I just got back from Amsterdam. Let me tell you, we had a wave collective uh, Europe pastors meeting. There was about 35, 39 pastors in the room, we met in this beautiful old cathedral, but it wasn't just 39 pastors, it's who these pastors represented. Some of the biggest, most significant Pentecostal movements in all of Europe, the leaders of the movements flew in to meet with me and I was able to empower them, to entrain them, to inspire them and we spent two two days together in Amsterdam. I gotta tell you, that's part of the mission of Wave Church, amen? Amen, net breaking, boat sinking calling on other churches. And as well, we wanna continue with our convoy home of home and working in Africa awaits. We're still praying about this year where that missions trip will be. We're trying to figure out which way we're gonna go with that. I personally want to go to Israel, but I don't like the chances. Praise the Lord. And we mentioned Wave City here. Let me get Sharon up for a minute. Honey, tell us about Devoted. What's What do you believe in God for to happen in Devota this year? Uh, we're praying for miracles, just uh, believing God, obviously for salvations, but real miracles, healings, um, p- women struggling with infertility, to just a, a God moment yeah. where the womb is open and babies come. But, and, you know, our theme this year is presence. And I'm just believing God we are going to, for every woman that comes, there'll be a God word just for her, that she will walk out and go, I'm, I'm not going to be the same because I've met with God in a real tangible way. Love it, and what? What? How many conferences is this now for women? This is number twenty-three. Twenty-three that we've been doing devoted. Yeah. Now, you want to talk about a vision? Do you remember the first one? Yes. Uh, how many were at the first one? What would you guess? A couple of hundred. A couple of hundred, and yeah. now this building is yeah. packed. To
1: in God Jesus' the glory.
0: name, Amen. 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 Amen to that. Wave conference. We're going to have Wave Conference again this year. we got some great things lined up. Let me tell you what I've got in my heart this year to do with the men. I want to meet with the men for eight weeks in a discipleship intensive program during our community group semester. And we're going to be working through this book together the way... To win. And I wanna encourage all of our men. We'll let you know when that is coming up. We want you to get a hold of that book. And I wanna bring all the men of Wave Church in a community group environment right here. On, on once a week for eight weeks. And that's something I want to work with for discipleship. We're going to be doing it in every single campus. And I want to encourage you. It's going to be exciting. Caleb Cox, come up here for a minute. Tell us about what's happening with our high school and our middle school youth. There's, I mean, I mean, youth on Wednesday nights is doing well. It's doing amazing. Yeah. But tell us about some of the things that are happening right now in our high schools. Yeah, absolutely. Over the past 12 months in our youth ministry, we've seen a 1,000 new young people step in and we've seen 1,400 decisions for Jesus. And right now we have six, six Bible study clubs throughout our public school system. And um, I was actually able to visit um, our Kempsville High School Bible study, led by one of our student leaders, Autumn, and she shared about Jesus. She had what Josh mentioned earlier, record attendance. Over 50 young people showed up and 17 of them gave their life to Jesus. And if we're talking about just our outreach in our public schools, we've seen 137 unique young people step in and 112 salvations. And um, this year, this is like just by what's happening in our schools, we can tell that young people are hungry for Jesus and hungry to be used by Him. And just to talk about the discipleship book a little bit. So what we're going to do is Legacy this year is going to pay for the first book, first uh, trimester, I think it's called. And what, yeah, tri- trimester one, we're buying this for every young person, and we're putting every young person mm. on a discipleship program and going to be working through this all year from 12 years old right up to yeah. 18. 18, and we want to disciple young people. This is one of the best books. Ron Luce, we're going to fly him in to train the community leaders, to run the community groups, and this is the first book. Then after that, I think you're going to love it so much, Mum and Dad, that you'll be willing to pay for the second trimester. Is that fair enough? But we want to seed it in Jesus' Amen. name. Thank you, Caleb which also talks about some of the parent nights starting this Wednesday night. I want to make sure we're going to do four of those in February, in May, in August, and in November. We'll make sure we give you plenty of notice about all that. And now with our kids, where's Chris Elliott? Are you here, Chris? Come up here. Tell us what it is that you're believing God for with our kids this year. Yeah, God's done just uh, just an amazing work with the parents in Wave Church, and you know you see so many families they're living lives of quiet desperation they don't have relationships outside of going to work and we really have it in our heart that wave kids isn't a roster it's not a task it's a community of families that are together and within that community there is community each classroom or age yeah. group is a community within itself And we're believing this year that God is going to raise up we're really believing for about 50 new volunteers and okay, wave kids so stop right there yeah 50 new volunteers. We need 50 new volunteers. Amen. Okay. Are we going to get them? We need 50 this year to Amen. achieve what we want to achieve. Now, one of the things we want to specialize yes. is working with special needs. That's right. That's and right. so that in and of itself is a whole. It's a huge thing. We're so excited about launching that this year. Yep. And that's faith. You know, believing for leaders, the the resources. And, and, um, and the yeah. people who are skilled, That's right, the who've right got people. a heart for it. Maybe you're not even skilled, but you've got a heart for it. We'll work with you. Yeah. And here's the thing. Steve, I don't know. You're preaching about vision. I don't know what God wants me to do. Volunteer. Help Amen. out. Come on, sign up. So today, Chris, you're going to be out there. Yep. And we want 50 people to say, Chris, count me in. I'm wearing the restraint of the vision in Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks, Chris. Awesome. Come on, give him a hand. My time is up. Uh, There's so much more. I want to say, Davey, about our worship and songs that are going to be coming out of Wave that I love. Whenever there's a move of God, there's a sound that comes with that move of God. Can you say amen to that? Actually, some of you won't really appreciate this, but let me tell you, our music team, our sound people, we're about to buy We've actually ordered the newest, latest, greatest, state-of-the-art speakers that literally, uh, it's called, um, it's uh, Alacoustics and it's the Lisa speakers. Um, these are like the speakers equivalent of the ones in the sphere um, in, in, the, in Las Vegas. It's what's it called immersive sound. And we hope it will be here by June this year. We think it could even, it will be. By Mother's Day. And some of you are going to go, oh, oh, that's, that's the new sound system. We are praying over the amps and the speakers praying they hang in there. And I think the guys have done a great job with a system that's falling apart. <clears throat> I am once a month going to be working with Josh and Devontae in training community group leaders. I'll be doing it on a Sunday night and I will be, along with the team, training CG leaders once a month on a Sunday night. I'll also continue to work with raising up financial leaders. I want to make sure we've got some young financial leaders. I'm looking for future building team people. Let me tell you what we're going to teach this year and I'm done. We're going to teach this year three or four series that are going to be in every campus. All the campuses will teach some of their own series, but these are the four we'll be doing collectively. Number one, the first thing we're going to teach is called putting God first. Number two, we're going to teach on the book of Ephesians. We're going to do a teaching through the book of Ephesians. Number three, in the summer, we're going to teach the parables of Jesus. And through the summertime, we'll be working through all the different parables that Jesus taught. And number four, and pray with me on this one God willing, Paul Dion is wanting to be with us for three Sundays and teach from his book he just wrote. And I'm praying that 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 will be a miracle, let me tell you. But I'm believing God. We're going to have him with us. So here we go. i got to finish. My time is up. What is the theme? Remember last year, taking new ground? What is the theme for Wave Church? And I got this as clear as I ever got anything. I went away to Charlottesville, out past Charlottesville. I went away for five days in the snow. I actually, I'll never forget it. I was in a cabin. I was freezing cold. The heating didn't work in the cabin. And it was 17 degrees and it felt like 9 degrees. And the heating kept turning off. And all I had was a little sleeping bag. When I say cabin, I mean have no illusions of grandeur. This was not a cabin with the fireplace. This was a podunk cabin that I went to on purpose so I wouldn't get distracted with other things that I could get distracted with. And when I got there, the heating wasn't working. I rang Sharon the next morning and I said, I am not staying here. I'm getting out of here. I'm going to a hotel. And that morning, in my devotional, This is what my devotional read. Will you not come aside with me in the wilderness? Will you not put aside your own personal comfort to be with me? How many know I stayed in the cabin? That heater never worked. Um, And then I walked outside, true story, and unbeknownst to me, I left both windows of my car down and it snowed all night in my car. I think God's got a sense of humor. And this is what God gave me. This is the theme, putting God first. Now, God's always been first, but we're putting an emphasis on it this year. And the scripture we're gonna be working out of is Matthew six thirty-three: Seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness and all these things will be added to you. Can anybody say amen? Here's the thought for us as Wave Church. Look at me now. Here's a thought. Success starts on Sunday. We give God the first day of the week and the Jewish calendar, the first day of the week is Sunday. Are you hearing? And we're gonna give God and His house and commit Him to regularly attending church. Not once every four weeks, but be regular, seek first the kingdom of God and we're going to bring our kids up to love God and to love His house. Come on, somebody, say amen. amen. I don't have time to share with you the data on the statistics that people who attend church regularly, their emotional and relational intelligence is higher than your average American. Actually, people who attend church regularly, and there's some great statistics and data on this, actually live longer, especially women. I don't know why women more than men, but praise the Lord. There's an incentive right there, girls. Amen. All the money we spend on health products and longevity, get yourself in the house of God. You'll live longer. Amen. Here's the thought about putting God first. What you do with the first redeems the rest. Amen. Think about it. The Lord said to Moses, consecrate to me all the firstborn." Whatever opens the womb among the children of Israel, both man and beast. Listen to what God says. The first, it's mine. God demands to be first. Amen. The first 10%, our tithe. It belongs to the Lord, not the. I hear people say, "Oh, but the time I figure out what I got to pay in taxes, what I got to put aside for college, what I got to put aside for groceries, and what I got to put aside for mortgage," I tell you, there's not hardly anything left to do the tithe. Okay, there's your problem. God should be first, not last. The first thing you do is give to God the tithe, and He'll see to it everything else gets taken care of. Come on, somebody. God must be our first love. Can you say amen? Exodus 20. You shall have no other god before me. Amen. God demands to be first with their finances. Proverbs 3. Honor the Lord with your wealth and with the first fruits of your of all your produce. Look at this. With your wealth and with the first fruits and all of your produce, produce then when when you honor the Lord, then your barns will be filled with plenty, your vats, vats will be filled to overflowing. Church, there's the vision of Wave Church for 2024. How many say I'm in? Come on, how many are going to say I'm in? Show a hand. How many are saying I'm in? Some of you wouldn't lift your hand no matter what I ask you to do. I can say, who wants a million dollars? Some of you go, no, nah, not me. How many are saying, no, I'm in, Pastor? We're going to wear the vision, wear the restraints. Give a Lord a hand if you receive it. My time's up. I went a little long.